The Best in Class podcast is back and switches into a game mode, which is very, very exciting for host Sean Sullivan because he gets to talk about all the rookies across the NFL and the young players and a little bit of bucks too. This is the Best in Class podcast year-round presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. Buckle up. It's a good one. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. This is Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa, it is good. Football is good. It's good to be back. Uh, isn't it, Grace? Yes. Please visit us at uh, Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, BillCurryFord.com uh, to see all the terrific specials that we have and our concierge ordering service, which is on fire right now. We are now ordering cars daily, and this concierge service is amazing. You don't have to worry about a thing, and you get paid $500 just to order a car with a lifetime warranty. We can't make it any easier at Bill Curry Ford. I am beyond excited right now to to talk about some preseason football and i know not everybody loves preseason football but preseason football is amazing for me because i'm i love rookies right so if you're listening to best in class you love rookies too so we're going to dive in for 25 30 minutes you're not going to want to turn this off i have terrific stuff to talk about rookies we're going to talk about the bucks first for all the bucks fans that listening then you can turn it off if you don't want to listen to the rest of the league but i will tell you the information you're getting what helps you in life, not just in fantasy, not just on the other stuff, but it's good to know football and it's fun to see players that you've followed since high school, you follow them in college, and then you follow them in the pros. It's really exciting stuff to, to do that. I can't tell you um, how, how happy it makes me. So we're gonna start by reading uh, an email, um, I'm gonna, which is really nice. Uh, it's from B- uh, Bioni Mickles. Um, he's, he was talking about Isaiah Likely, which was best in class listeners, was my number one tight end. He went in the fourth round to the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what the scouts are looking at, but I'm going to fill you in on a secret later about that. Um, the email says, Likely went undrafted in my dynasty league, and because of your pre-draft grade on him, I swooped in and picked him up right after the draft. Of course, just like you said, he's been the star of the Ravens camp so far. I know you love being the Bill Curry Ford GM, and you're amazing at it. But it sounds like you need to do some NFL GM consulting only for the Bucks, though. Thank you so much. All is well, uh, Bioni. I appreciate the listening. I'm glad you scooped him up. Isaiah Likely, I have no idea what the scouts look at. I say that all the time. You probably guys get tired of listening. I'm right more than the scouts. That should scare a lot of NFL people, right? And I have a theory. It's not my theory, but I, I, I really do believe in it. So, I had a um, best-in-class listener come in and buy a new vehicle from us right off the showroom floor. It was really nice. He came in, asked for me. I went downstairs. I appraised his car, walked him through the numbers, put him in the vehicle. He was super happy. Check out our Facebook, uh, Instagram, those pictures of, of him taking delivery with best-in-class Joe Bucks fan listeners. I love doing that. I take care of them personally. You really do get personal service from me. I will stop whatever I'm doing to talk football, and to sell you a car. To me, it's the same. It's, it's, it brings me happiness either way. His theory was that the reason why I hit on so many of these rookies and the, and the reason why I am so successful in the short amount of time that I spend watching tape and going through these players because it's a passion. And I always thought it was because I'm probably more passionate than a lot of the scouts because they look at it as a job and I look at it as a passion. Well, I realize maybe that's not the case. He said, you know why you're good at this, Sean? because you never meet the player. I don't have any prejudice or bias against a player because I've never met him. 
I don't sit down with them. I don't ask them what their favorite color is. I don't ask them what time they show up for practice. I don't ask them about their home situation. I don't ask them about how much they love football. I don't do that. Scouts do that. And I'm telling you that when you do that, when you meet someone in person, it's only natural that you're going to have biases in your mind. You're going to raise a guy up because you like him in the draft, even though his talent is still not there. Or you'll lower some talented players because you don't like the way they talk or they, you don't like their background or you think they're not going to be good practice players or you're not going to think they're good teammates. You lower them down. I'm not talking about character concerns. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just general biases when you meet someone, you make quick snap judgments of them, you have a small amount of time, and I'm telling you, it affects the scouts' ratings. I don't have any of that. I'm just looking at tape. I'm just looking at the player. I'm looking at how fast he runs, how well he gets out of his routes, what he can play in the NFL, if, he's a, if, if he actually makes plays, if he's overhyped. I, I, I'm just looking at the guy. I'm just looking at the film. And I think that uh, if Jason Light, I know you listen to my podcast, listen, Take some advice. Hire some scouts that don't meet the players. Just have them break down the film and do the evaluation. And then if you want to see what kind of human being they are, right, have, some, have a psychologist talk to them. Whatever you want to do. Have, the scouts need to focus on football. And I'm telling you, that's why I'm looking at football players like, like we're going to talk about Sam Howell. Sam Howell is not a fifth-round draft pick. He proved it on the field. I've talked about this till I'm blue in the face. When we did our best-in-class quarterbacks, I said, you guys are sleeping on Sam Howe. I don't know what these guys are looking at. What does he do? He goes out and he plays well. We're going to talk about that later. Another player, Damian Pierce, running back out of Florida. He's going to start for the Houston Texans. Another guy that I said, why are guys not more high on Damian Pierce? We talked about it. He can catch. He can block. He can run. He, he, played, he was a great teammate at Florida, and he drops, he, he drops. He's not even talked about in the top five running backs, and he's going to start and he's had a terrific preseason. Another guy where I just think the scouts get in their head, they have these, these biases that happen, and it screws up the teams, right? Thank you, Bioni, for the email. And I wanted to thank uh, that wonderful uh, uh, now customer of Bill Curry Ford for bringing some terrific insight. He's absolutely right. I don't really care how the person is. I don't really care anything about them other than can they play football and that's all I pay attention to so when I'm giving the best in class listeners my opinion my opinion solely based on them as a football player and maybe that's why I hit on some of these guys more than scouts do professional scouts who are paid to do this job all right so let's get to the Bucks Dolphins all right so the Dolphins won 26-24 over the Buccaneers I'm sure if you're a Bucks fan you know that I'm going to start with the Dolphins real quick. They had a rookie, Skylar Thompson. It's a seventh-round pick out of Kansas State. Just a training camp guy. You know, nothing special about him at the Combine. Uh, nothing special about how he throws the ball. Uh, he, he went out against a Bucks team, played the whole game, through 20 of 28 for 218 and a touchdown at eight yards per throw. Um, and he looked very poised, and he looked very in control of the offense. And for the head coach to give a seventh-round pick, who's never played in an NFL game, basically gave him all the snaps in the first game. That's pretty amazing. That's a lot of confidence that he had in Skylar Thompson. I don't think this guy's going to get cut. I, I think that he showed enough that first game. I mean, my goodness, never started in the NFL, 20-28, 218, 7.8 yards, and a touchdown. Poised in that game. Made great decisions with the football. I'm a guy that personally didn't know, doesn't know much about Skylar Thompson. I don't follow Kansas State, probably because Josh Freeman has ruined that state that that college for me. But uh, that's probably what it is. 
On to the Bucks. Let's talk about Kyle Trask, right? Kyle Trask out of Florida, 25-33, 258, eight yards per throw, a touchdown, a fluke interception off the back leg, um, which was still he shouldn't have thrown the ball. He should have just taken the sack. But that comes with reps, which he never gets, um, which would be helpful in this process. I thought he played extremely well. The strip sack, Tom Brady was in there. He would have been stripped as well. I obviously read Joe Buck's fan, and I read a lot of the comments where they were bashing Trask on that strip, and I'm like, okay, it was a design rollout to the right where he had um, extra help, and the weak side allowed a, a free rusher to come in and, and just murder him. Uh, I don't know how, what is he supposed to do? I mean, I, I don't know what these listeners are looking at uh, sometimes, or, or readers. There's nothing a football player can do in that. And, and if, as far as getting the ball out, Kyle Trask, has, you can tell that Brady has rubbed off on him because he, is, he got the ball out so much faster this year than last year. He was making instant reads. He was taking those five to eight yard drops right down in the middle of the uh, field. He was looking at a, at, a, at a bigger play and then he would take the smaller play, but he was making those decisions very fast. Obviously he has great arm strength. Um, he's not very mobile, but he, he sure looked greatly improved from what everybody has been telling me about practice. But Kyle Trask had a—I feel like he had a fantastic game, um, and he also played with a bunch of um, guys that are probably not going to make the NFL roster, and who probably will be doing other jobs very soon. And that's what he w was working with. Rashard White. Everybody knows if you listen to the podcast, I'm really high on Rashard White. Before the Bucks drafted him, I said that this guy is one of the best um, running backs in the entire uh, NFL draft. He's a former wide receiver. He has terrific hands. The Bucks drafted him. Of course, it made me super happy. Jason Light did an amazing job. Rashard White is not Eric Dickerson, uh, Mr. Barber. Please don't drink when you do podcasts, I, although I do love you. You're very entertaining. But that was a silly um, – he's definitely much more like an Eddie George with his upright style. He does not have the speed of Eric Dickerson. He is a slow plotter, kind of like a Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is more talented. But what Rashard White offers is size and hands – and he definitely is very cerebral. If you watch the tape of the game, watch how he's not just following blocks. He's watching a play develop, and it looks like he's following that play. And he got four yards. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry, by the way, on the night, which, is, which would be fantastic if we could do that for a season. But let me just tell you, he, he took one-yard gains and put them into four-yard gains. And that, to me, is a sign of, of, of a good running back. So I thought Rashard White played a hell of a game. He had a couple of catches, which was terrific. The interception that, you know, that was, is on him and Trask, really, he wasn't expecting to get that ball. He got hit when he got it. He had no chance to make a play on it. The ball went onto the back leg. The guy picked it off the back leg. I mean, what a fluke play. That only happens in the preseason. Uh, Jareth Stearns, for those of you who listen to my UFA podcast, because I get very excited about um, UFAs that the Bucks signed, they happened to sign a 5'8 wide receiver out of Western Kentucky who was one of only three wide receivers in history to have the trifecta triple crown, which is receiving yards and touchdowns. And, you know, Michael Crabtree is one uh, of the other guys that have ever done that. And he showed up, four catches, 51 yards, 12.8 yard catch, and then an amazing touchdown catch in the, in the corner. This guy can get open. I don't know what the Bucks are going to do. I mean... Between uh, Tompkins, which is out of Utah State, uh, Jeremy Stearns uh, out of Western Kentucky, those two guys we signed. And then we got this guy that I didn't even know about, really. I had to do research. I didn't know this guy off the top of my head, this guy, Kalen Geiger. He was the guy that we saw in practice. He was getting a lot of reps with Trask when Trask was in the game. 
and he's out of Texas Tech, by the way, which you know runs a very uh, interesting offense, had four catches for 52 yards for 13, 13 yards a catch. Let me just tell you something about what's interesting about Keelan Geiger. This guy has like dancing feet um, like they're on fire. It's something, when you see that in a player, you're like, he's moving differently than the other players. I don't know if this guy can be a, a, a full-time NFL player. I have no idea. But Jason Light, the way this guy moves, it's, it's different. And I think that, you, that we need to pay attention to the fact that, that he's a hard guy to tackle. And if he's in the open field, I don't think you have any shot whatsoever with the, the way he can, he can jump cut. I, I just have never seen a guy. The last guy that I saw, and I'm going to make a comparison to show my age, was Dave Meggett. I'm going to tell you that's my age, but that's the last guy that I saw that moved similarly to Keelan Geiger. Uh, I know that's a lot of praise for Geiger. He might never meet anything, but I tell you, the way that he can move on the field is just extraordinary. So between Tompkins, Stearns, and Geiger, I mean, the, the Bucks. I mean, I mean, my goodness, Jason Light, what a hell of a job putting this, putting these free agents together. And and I'm not even onto J.J. Howland out of Yale yet, who had three catches for 42 yards as a tight end. And my and he reached out and grabbed that that throw from from Trash. It was 25 yards down the, the middle of the field. What a catch, J.J. Uh, Howland. I mean, I don't know how you're going to put all these guys in the practice squad. I, I don't know. In a normal Bucks year, that's a non-Super Bowl Tom Brady team. These guys would be playing for us uh, week one. It's amazing the depth that we have right now that Jason Light has assembled. Um, Jalen Darden obviously uh, had a catch, 23 yards and a touchdown. He only played like 20, less than 15 snaps, I think, when I looked at the snap count. He played at the very beginning of the game. He played with Gabbard. He actually started in the game. He doesn't look much different to me. It looks like they featured him in a slant, you know, to obviously to, to get him a touchdown. But... The guy that really stood out to me was Tyler Johnson as far as the size um, that he has put on. And we talked about this on an earlier podcast about this muscle that, I mean, we all should have his trainer. But I didn't realize that putting on that kind of muscle um, that he was going to be able to be more of a physical threat. I mean, because you think about it, uh, they should be in great shape. But I, I'm, I noticed something very different about Tyler Johnson. When he caught the ball, he was able to hold off the defender and gain and, and have yak, um, which is something that I don't. I, I wish uh, that a lot of receivers look at. But my goodness, he has transformed his body. And I was a guy that was for you know after the first four receivers, we had this conversation on Joe Buck's fan Ira Coffin's podcast. After the first four, I was like, okay, I'm I'm thinking it's probably going to be Scotty Miller and Cyril Grayson because of, of Tom Brady's connection with Sal Grayson. And Scotty Miller obviously has playoff experience. Right now, I'm thinking the Bucs are going to keep seven. I think they keep Evans. I think they, obviously, Evans, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Gage, after the first four, they're going to keep uh, Devin Compkins, Stearns, or Geiger, probably not. But now I'm, I'm definitely sold that Tyler Johnson is going to be one of the wide receivers they keep. And I think Jaden Darlin's going to be another, and I think they keep Scotty Miller. So to Steve's point, uh, during that IRA podcast, I, I definitely think they're going to keep seven wide receivers and not six. Um, as far as Kate Otten is concerned, he had a catch for 10 yards. I thought he blocked well. I thought he did a pretty good job. He just wasn't spectacular in this game. He didn't really stand out to me as a, as a player, but he really wasn't featured in the game. But 
hopefully has a great things to come for Kate Otten. Nolan Turner, a guy out of Nebraska, safety. We discussed him in the UFAs when the Bucks signed him. He had five tackles in this game. I, I, I'm telling you guys, don't overlook Nolan Turner sneaking onto this roster because it's going to be hard to hide him on the practice squad. He was a three-year starter. Um, I'm sorry, at Clemson, he was a three-year starter. This guy can play. He was also a team captain. This guy uh, might be a terrific special teams player and a terrific substitute as at safety. But that's really my buck stuff. Uh, we really didn't have any starters play in the game, so there's really not much else to talk about. But depth. Uh, I was so impressed with the depths of this team, and hats off to Jason Light. Let's move through these. Let's go through. We're going to point out some rookies that shined in these first games. So let's start with the Giants and the Patriots. As far as the Giants are concerned, they have this um, Wandell Robinson, who was a kick returner, punt returner, wide receiver out of Kentucky. I thought that he played extremely uh, well. Uh, I've heard amazing things about him in practice, about him taking snaps away from, from starters. So that's definitely a guy that we need to look out for. As far as and Evan Neal played pretty good. I, I, I felt like for his first NFL start, he was mediocre. But, I, I mean, he had a dominant pancake block to start the game, and then you're like, okay, wow, this is going to be great. And then as the game went on, he, he got worse instead of better in the game. But I think, he, obviously, he's going to have a huge career. But it was his first game. Uh, Thibodeau had a couple of uh, pressures, which I thought were, were pretty amazing. Um, but they pulled him out of the game quickly. Uh, Bailey Zappi, a quarterback that we talked about on Best in Class, um, who I compared to Doug Flutie. Uh, he's a QB out of Western Kentucky. Uh, he was 19 of 32 for 205 yards and a touchdown and an interception. I thought he played really, really well. Doesn't have a ton of arm strength like Doug Flutie, but he floats the ball and he puts it in, in, in the right position for the receiver. And I think that you're going to really enjoy watching him, but I think he made the team as a backup. Pierre Strong, a guy that was linked to the Bucks out of uh, South Dakota State, he looks like he's going to be an integral part of the, of the Patriots. He had six carries for 25 yards, but you can see that they're going to try to feature him and, and DeAndre, DeAndre Stevenson, who's going to be more of a pass catcher and runner out of the backfield. Damian Harris is going to have trouble. He's a running back out of Alabama. He's going to have some trouble getting some snaps. Tyquan Thornton, the fastest receiver in the NFL draft, was drafted in the second round by the Patriots, uh, had two catches for nine yards and a touchdown. You can see that Bill Belichick's going to feature him with Mac Jones. So to me, it looks like Tyquan Thornton's a guy that's going to get some playing time. Again, the Giants beat the Patriots 23-21. Titans game, the Ravens won 23-10. Obviously, this was a Malik Willis sighting. Malik Willis was a QB out of Liberty uh, that we talked about. He's had lots of Michael Vick comparisons. I like him. I think he's a developmental player. He was 6 of 11 for 107 yards, but he rushed 38. He rushed five times, 38 yards in. I had a touchdown. They pulled him in the third quarter, like on second down. Um, and I thought it might have been injury-related. But then after the game, there was no injury. My guess is they pulled Malik Willis because they don't want to have a quarterback controversy because there's a lot of fans in Tennessee that don't like their starting quarterback. So there's something to keep an eye on, guys, with, this, with Malik Willis. Um, I don't think he's going to start. What I'm saying is but there might be, there might be a controversy there if their starter um, has a problem. Hassan Hackins out of Michigan had six carries, 19 yards, nothing special, which is what we talked about. I said he was just a steady back. It looks to me like he's just going to be a steady guy. He had three catches for, um, for 29 yards, um, obviously has terrific hands. Traylon Burks had a sighting, had, had a catch. He was the first-round draft pick at Arkansas. He's the guy that's just getting acclimated to the game. 
As far as the um, Ravens are concerned, they had a, um, an Oregon QB named Anthony Brown. This was a UFA of theirs. He was 10 to 15, 117 yards. I just put that in there because it was interesting that he was a camp arm and, they, and he played in the game pretty well. They have a running back uh, named Nate McCrary, who had six yards of carry, five for 31, out of Sanguinwa Valley. I've never heard of this college, never heard of this player, but he also um, looked pretty good. Shamar Bridges is a guy that all the fantasy people are talking about. He's a free agent out of Fort Valley State. Wide receiver, had four catches, 62 yards. He looks like a man, for sure. He looks like a man amongst boys. Shamar Bridges might be one of those, those keepers. Isaiah Likely, we talked about him earlier in the podcast, four catches, 44 yards. He is definitely going to make some noise in the NFL. The Ravens um, got a good one there. Falcons, Lions, Falcons won 27-23. Desmond Ritter, guys, could start for the Falcons right now. Um, he looks that mature. I definitely think that um, he is their future at quarterback. 10 of 22, 103 yards. He threw for two touchdowns. He ran six times for 59 yards. He just didn't look like a rookie. He just looked like a steady Eddie. Uh, a guy, I mean, he didn't make any spectacular plays, but he didn't make any bonehead mis- mistakes, and I thought he played extremely well. So congratulations to Desmond Ritter. We discussed that in our best-in-class QB. I said he was the most ready to start, and he, of course, I, in this particular case, I was right because I'm going by the Bill Parcells quarterback um, plan. But he fits it. You know, he's a three-year starter at Cincinnati, played in, a, a, in big-time games and um, threw for over 60% of his passes, all Bill Parcells stuff. Uh, Tyler Allergy, the running back out of BYU, had three carries for 25 yards at eight carries, uh, 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 eight yards per carry, which is pretty great. Drake London had a catch. He looked like an NFL receiver, and then he pulled a hamstring, so they took him right out. For the Lions, Kirby Joseph, a guy we talked about at safety, had seven tackles. I think he's going to be an instant star for them. He was the third-round draft pick out of Illinois. Aiden Hutchinson, I said he was the best player in the draft. Uh, he only played 10 snaps, had two tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, on 10 snaps. So, guys, he's going to be a star. So, write that down. Browns, Jaguars. Browns 24, Jaguars 13. There's not really much to talk about here. Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati, a running back that we discussed. I said he had some pass pro stuff. I believe he was going to be a third down back in the NFL. They actually gave him 10 carries. He had 57 yards, which is fantastic. He had four catches for 45 yards. The Browns run a scheme for running backs, obviously. Their, their entire offense is designed around running the ball. But Jerome Ford's going to make the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Snoop Connor for the Jaguars. He's a fifth-round pick out of Ole Miss. Had seven carries for 21 yards, not spectacular. Two catches for 11 yards. I mentioned him because there's really not much else to talk about with these two teams right now. Chad Muma, a linebacker I really loved out of Colorado, had three tackles and three assists. Played pretty solid. He, you know, he's had a rough camp, but... Played very solidly in this game. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, um, allegedly, um, who I think is, it was just ridiculous that he was the number one overall pick, um, had a tackle and a sack in the game. The sack was a coverage sack. He was standing there getting blocked, and the running and the quarterback ran right into him. So for those of you who look at the stat line going, oh, wow, he showed great pass rush. And I, I actually read an article on ESPN that talked about how he had a great um, display of pass rushing and that he got a sack and I'm like are they watching the same damn game I'm watching I mean I might have some personal bias against Trayvon Walker because I don't think he's a bad player I just don't think he was the number one player but I'm not going to take a sack away from the guy the guy got a coverage sack congratulations I hope that's worth the number one overall pick because that guy's got a long way to go um, we'll see I mean 
I, I think he's going to be a good player. This is not a knock on him as a player. He's definitely a first-round draft pick. He's possibly a top 15 pick. I just don't think he was the number one overall pick. I think the two careers to watch is between him and Aiden Hutchinson. Who has a better career? I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have the better career. Jets, Eagles. Jets won 24-21. Uh, Brees Hall, a lot of hype on him out of Iowa State. Five carries, 15 yards, not terrific. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State's fantastic. Uh, two catches, 25 yards. He's going to be a star, obviously. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert, their tight end out of Ohio State. Um, had a couple of catches, and he had a touchdown. There's a guy that was a five-star recruit out of Ohio State, never really lived up to his billing. But let's see what he can do uh, with the um, Jets. The Eagles, I'm not going to really talk much about the Eagles, but they do have N'Kobe Dean on there out of Georgia, a guy that fell in the draft. Again, there is no reason why N'Kobe Dean, uh, who was a captain on the number one defense in college football and who's a real player, should have fallen in the draft. He should have been a first-round draft pick. Two linebackers were drafted in the first round. Neither one was N'Kobe Dean. He had five tackles and four assists. That guy's a star. He's going to be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year for the Eagles. He is going to be a guy that everyone's going to know very soon if you don't know who N'Kobe Dean is. Cardinals and Bengals. Cardinals won this game 36-23. to Please don't watch this game. Just because of this podcast, I had to watch it because I, I'm a football fan and I love football. I would rather have gone to work and, and not talk football than watch the Cardinals and the Bengals play. It was rough. Uh, Jarrett Gratano, who's a UFA Washington State QB, 7 of 10, 54 yards. Um, Dax Hill out of Michigan, which is a guy, the only reason I'm mentioning him, he was linked to the Bucks out of Michigan, uh, had a tackle in the game. Kendrick Pryor, um, you know, 4 for 89 uh, and a touchdown, which is a rookie wide receiver. Listen, there was nothing in this game to go back and talk about. Packers and 49ers. Uh, 49ers won 28-21. This was the, the Trey Lance-Jordan um, Love game. Uh, Trey Lance um, looked okay. He had a long pass to Danny Gray uh, for 75 yards that made his stats look very good. And that pass, by the way, was a 10 out of a 10. I'll give Trey Lance that for sure. Um, he, he didn't really play enough for me to get a good beat on him. Um, he threw that touchdown, and they didn't, they didn't even play again. So, uh, obviously, he's their starter. Um, Grapple is not going to start for them. But there's not enough to go on for best-in-class listeners for Trey Lance for me to talk about him. Romeo Dubs, Nevada wide receiver for the Packers, 3 for 45 and a touchdown. This guy's been hyped all offseason. Um, he didn't disappoint in the first game. Uh, and then Jordan Love, now obviously he's not a rookie or even a first-year player, but he's going up for, he's a guy that everybody's intrigued by. Um, he sucks, all right? Let's, let's just say what it is. This guy is, is not good. He threw three interceptions in this game. Um, all the balls he was throwing were high or, or into the ground. Um, he's got accuracy problems. He has clearly some type of technique problem um, when he throws the ball. I, I'm not quite sure, but it, for a fourth-year player, um, he does not look look very good. And um, I would hope that the Packers, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I, I just don't think Jordan Love is the answer, and that's why I think the Packers haven't been able to trade him. They, ha they just signed Aaron Rodgers to a three-year deal. Jordan Love's up for – they're not going to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option, so he's going to be a free agent. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him. Chiefs, Bears – uh, Bears 19, Chiefs 14. Isaiah Pancheco, this uh, Rutgers running back, we talked about him in best in class. Um, he has been blowing up camp. Um, in this game, he didn't really do much. Two carries for six yards, not really much. 
Uh, I mentioned him just because, um, you know, he's been blowing up the camp. And he's, he's probably going to make sure that Ronald Jones um, doesn't have a roster spot. So he's probably going to take former Buccaneer Ronald Jones' spot. Uh, by the way, who had um, six carries for one yard in this game. Uh, Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, three catches, 23 yards. Sky Moore is one of my favorite players uh, in the draft. I think he's going to be a superstar for the Chiefs. Uh, look out. Um, the Chiefs had an amazing draft. Leno Chanel, defensive lineman out of Wisconsin, had seven tackles in the game. George Karloftis, another guy that was linked to the Bucks, who I really liked as a pass rusher out of Purdue, had a tackle, an assist, and a tackle for loss. Um, and then for the Bears, the Bears really don't have a lot uh, to talk about. Uh, Treston Eber out of Baylor, uh, six catches, 31 yards. Jacron Bisker, he was, a, uh, was one of my top safeties. He was number two on my board, had four tackles, three assists out of Penn State. He's a real player. So the Bears did well by drafting him. Panthers, Commanders. Matt Corral uh, was drafted by the Panthers, um, looked absolutely overwhelmed and terrible. He was probably the only rookie QB that I watched over the weekend that didn't look ready to play in the NFL. Sam Howe, on the other hand, a fifth-round draft pick out of North Carolina, a two-year starter, actually two-and-a-half-year starter, who threw for 65%, 44 touchdowns, almost no interceptions, can absolutely run the ball. He looks like a muscle hamster. He's just full of muscle, goes 9 of 16, 145, 10 yards a throw, right? Two touchdowns on the ground and 19 carries, right? The kid can play the game. If the controversy hasn't already started, he's already moved past Heineke, Heineke for number two. Let's just say what it is. Based on practicing in this game, if he lights it up again next week and Carson Wentz struggles, I mean even has a half where he struggles, people are going to be yelling for Sam Howell. And Sam Howell's going to play in the NFL. And here's a guy that, again, just watching tape as a, as a general manager of a car store, right? That's my profession. But my passion is football. Just watching it, I'm telling you, this guy is a football player. That all the scouts disagreed. He fell to the fifth round for some reason, and he's probably going to be um, a starter in Washington. Uh, Brian Robinson, um, the, the running back out of Alabama, who I said was just a jag, I think he's just a guy. He had six carries for 26 yards, 4.3 yards a carry. He had a rushing touchdown uh, right at the goal line. The thing about uh, an average player going to the right team this guy, Brian Robinson, went to the correct team that, that, that likes the big, gigantic, slow back that's physical. And I think he's going he's gonna to find a niche there in Washington in that role. So he might actually carve him out a nice career. Colts, Bills, Bills 27, Colts uh, 24. Um, really, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, a guy I'm very high on, is really the only guy to talk about here, really. Two, two catches, 27 yards. He didn't play in the second half. As far as... Um, the Bills were concerned. Jelani Woods, which is a tight end that was talked about constantly, um, had two catches for 22 yards. Really the star of the show, though, was Kilio Shakir. Five catches, 92 yards out of Boise State. He's a rookie-wide receiver that we talked about. If you play him in the slot, that he's an instant starter. We talked about on in Best in Class. And, um, again, we were right. It looks like to me he's going to start in the slot, and he's going to be very successful there. Seahawks and Steelers. The Sea Chickens I'm not talking about. The Steelers had Kenny Pickett, obviously, a guy with the small hands. Everybody ragged on this poor kid. All he did was, was, was put up monster numbers at the University of Pittsburgh. He went 13 of 15 for 95 yards and two TDs. Absolutely had the fans on their feet. The guy is lightning in a bottle. Yes, he ran a very limited offense. Yes, they protected him with throws. But he still moved the ball up and down the field, threw for two TDs in, in about a quarter and a half of work. 
So I'm proud of Kenny Pickett. George Pickens was a five-star recruit of Georgia who was constantly hurt. He was hurt uh, last year. Um, but here's a guy that had massive talent that went to Georgia. And if he's healthy, he's going to show that off. We talked about that uh, when we broke down wide receivers. Three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown has dominated uh, the preseason uh, and camps. Uh, Connor Hayward, a guy that I'm very intrigued with out of Michigan State. He's a smaller side tight end, which I think is going to be more of an H-back. Had two catches for 24 yards, so congratulations to, to Connor. I hope he makes the team. Uh, Cowboys, Broncos. Uh, the Broncos won 17-7 over the Cowboys. The reason, uh, Really, the guy that I want to talk about was Malik Davis. He's a Jesuit grad. I'm a Jesuit grad. He went to Florida. He starred at Florida with Damian Pierce. It looks like the Cowboys really featured him. Eight carries, 51 yards, 6.4 yards a carry. Caught three balls. He just looked like they really worked him into the offense. He might have a shot as a UFA of making that team. And I didn't think that going in, but he is showing something. And congratulations to Malik Davis. Uh, Jake Ferguson, a guy that I you know, obviously have talked about at length. I thought he'd be a great pick for the Buccaneers. Absolutely showed up for the Broncos. Was blocking everybody on the field. I think he was blocking people on the sidelines and the stands. Um, he was just going nuts. Congratulations to Jake Ferguson. You made the Broncos. Uh, Rams, Chargers, uh, Rams, who are the lucky Super Bowl winners who shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. The Bucs should have uh, won a second consecutive Super Bowl, but that's a whole other story. 29-22 over the Chargers. Isaiah Spiller out of Texas, 10 carries, 34 yards for the Chargers. Um, Lance McCutcheon, five catches, 87 yards out of Montana State. There's a receiver that I don't know much about um, for the Rams. But Isaiah Spiller um, is a big fantasy name out there. We'll see how he does. 3.4 yards a carry. He's going to have to improve that. Saints-Texans. Uh, Texans beat the Saints 17-13. Damian Pierce out of Florida. We're going to talk about Damian Pierce is going to start for the Texans. He had five carries for 50 yards. 10 yards a pop. He looked like a man amongst boys. Um, congratulations to Damian Pierce. Um, that guy is going to be good. And, again, scouts uh, don't know what they're looking at. Damian Pierce is a guy that should have been, at worst, a second-round draft pick. At worst. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But he, was, he should have been considered one of the top running backs in the draft. But we'll see. I know Twitter exploded when he was running all over the field. So that's always fun. So, guys, we wrapped up preseason number one, uh, week one. So I hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown. We're going to look at some offensive players, offensive tackles and guards and preseason number two. We're going to talk about Kadecki. We're going to talk about Evan Neal. We're going to talk about... Chuma. We're going to talk about some guys and, and see how they're playing uh, next week If I, things I didn't touch on. I hope you enjoyed your ride home. I hope you enjoyed Best in Class. Please send me emails at bestinclass at billcurry.com or gthomas at billcurry.com It's not a problem. Uh, Grace, you want to say anything to the listeners? Yep. Please share our podcast uh, with your friends and family. Please leave me reviews. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And please go to uh, billcurryford.com and order a car through our brand new concierge service. Thank you guys, I'll see you next week.